It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversations. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Whatever you like. All I, All I know is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing. It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. We are here to have another juicy conversation with an amazing human being doing incredible things. Today on the show, I am going to introduce you to a voice of grace. She's a mentor, she's a wife, she's a singer. She has so many certifications up her sleeve. It is ridiculous. However, the most potent and powerful um, transmission and guidance that she draws upon is the one from her divine essence. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. Just trying to set this up so it's a good level. It's so Hi. nice to have you on the show. It's, um, it's so nice to be here. Yes, thank you. I was really called to reach out to you to have you on the show because, like, there's a real practical, oh, I want to say legit, you know, kind of way that you show up and, you know, and you're very professional in the way that you do things. However, there's really this, and maybe it's just me, but I don't think it is. But there's this real dark and mysterious and really sexy way that you show up. And I find it absolutely captivating. And I know that, you know, other people, you know, have that same, you know, feel the exact same way. So I want to understand more about what the fusion is between you, between your professional self and mm. dark and mysterious kind of soulful expression of who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I got my I got my tea ready to ready to rock and roll. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> rock and roll with tea. Um, Okay, so this kind of this is interesting that you re- that you've kind of read into read into this because for many years this like this is just kind of um, for me like consciously really integrating and uh, for many years I worked uh, like fifteen years I've been a coach I've been an NLP coach and meta coach and trainer and and all of that. Um, so I've kind of by day been a coach and mm-hmm. then before I had my kids for a good 10 years, I uh, sang in nightclubs 
So, yeah, so I, I kind of had this like by day, by night kind of vibe going on. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so that was, that was really fun. And then when I had my kids, um, you know, that doesn't really go so well with singing in nightclubs, you know, some mums do it, but it wasn't for me. And so I, I kind of hung up my, my high heeled sparkly nightclub shoes and, <laughs> and have been, have been, you know, being a, being a mum for the last, you know, seven years, my, my eldest daughter is seven. And so, but that part of me is still there and, mm. and kind of more recently that's been integrating into my creative work as a coach, as a trainer and kind of coming through in my, in my social media and, you know, cause I'm just showing up as me. And, uh, and so that's, that's been this real integration of light and dark for me and, mm. um, you know, bringing in the elements of, you know, creative power that are sensual and creative power that is, you know, magical and mystical and that, you know, you can't necessarily get a qualification for, but, you know, are kind of initiated by, you know, your own walking through the fire of your own experience. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of, I guess, what you're seeing. Yes, and I really love it because, you know, and I think that, we all have this mysterious part inside of us, you know, totally. and by day we show up as this, this person and then by night, you know, or at home or behind closed doors, it's someone else. Yeah. But I have just got to a point where I'm so fucking sick of that. It's exhausting. And I'm tired of the head fuck around what can I say to this person? What is acceptable? Yeah. What is socially, you know, politically correct? Okay. Or, you know, and just integrating that light and dark and that confusion yeah. feels so important right now. Mm. Mm. Critically. It's critically yeah. important. Yeah, it yeah. is. And so I'm really curious to know about your, like I know that you've had, so many unravelings, like you had a massive weight loss, you know, where yeah. you just shed, I think, yeah. 30 kilos in a really short period of time. Yeah. Um, so you've had multiple different unravelings. Um, tell us about how it started off at the physical self, but mm. how now it's happening more at a soul level. And you mm. talk about the fight, walking through the fire of your own experiences, because yeah. I believe that the darkness is actually really alluring and beautiful mm. and where the real work is done. Yeah. So, oh, and I'm curious to know more about how, what's the difference between doing the work in the light and doing the work in the dark. But let's Ooh. start with the first, the transformation of the physical self and how that unfolded to the soul self. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so, so yeah, so I kind of started my journey as um, with NLP and, and initially like lost weight 15 years ago. So that was, is that right, 15 years ago? Yeah, about then. And, <laughs> and, and so I, I was, 
um, at that time I was like quite heavily overweight. I was having a lot of like one night stands, drinking, taking drugs, early twenties, like going crazy. Um, you know, was always kind of the super smart nerdy girl at school and never did anything wrong. and was like the grade A student. And, um, and then I like did my HSC and got great marks and I was like, right now we're on. (laughs) And so I kind of let myself loose and, and went a bit, went like totally wild. And, and that was like this part of the, I guess that was a part of that first separation. It was like, I've got to keep myself in check and be like on my A game and in the light and doing all the right things and ticking all the boxes and top of the class. And then, you know, this kind of reactive, um, dark kind of side of like the desires and the, um, you know, what my body wanted to do and just have fun and kind of living in the moment and the instant gratification of like, ooh, ooh, this is good. You know, that came out and really kind of ran the show for a good, you know, good seven, eight year, years. Mm-hmm. And, and so that led me into, into NLP. And, and so NLP, for anyone who doesn't know, neuro-linguistic programming, it's, a, you know, mind uh, coaching kind of psychology. And it, it has been very masculine. Like NLP traditionally is mm-hmm. like quite masculine um, yeah. driven and very mental and very focused and very about process and kind of quite yang in its energy. Yeah. Um, and so I like fully got into, got into that and loved it. And the teacher that I had was fabulous. And so she brought a more balanced perspective than, you know, what is kind of typically found in, in the collective. And yeah, so I, I made some massive changes. The first big, uh, mindset change, it kind of really led me into this inner work. And the first mindset change that was dramatic for me, um, was shifting this belief no matter how strong you are as a woman, a man will always abuse you. And so that was, a fa- that was an inherited family belief that I had because I come from a really long lineage of strong women yeah. and all of those strong women have been abused in some way. So sexually, verbally, emotionally, or like when you look back through my family lineage, yeah. it's, um, you know, that, that's there. And so I kind of had put on this weight because it was a protection and, uh, and a protection of not wanting to get into a relationship, I guess. And so, you know, I had a lot of short-term experiences, which were fun yeah. and, you know, had yeah. some various emotions attached to it afterwards. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I decided that, you know, I met actually my husband. I started singing professionally, mm-hmm. uh, got myself out of debt, stopped partying so much and, um, and met my husband and, and we were in a band together singing and writing music. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I kind of started like, we were just friends and I started kind of looking at him in a different way. And I'm like, Oh, am I going to wreck the band? This kind of thing. (laughs) And, and so he went overseas and I went, okay, this is my, you know, this is like my chance. He was overseas for three months and I went right now, this is the time because I had worked in gyms and I knew all what to do. And, and so I really made that decision then to make a change. And, and so in that short period of time, I did all the things that everyone knows you're supposed to do and I just yeah. did it. And um, I've, I've learned later, I've learned subsequently yes. doing some epigenetic health coaching yeah. that 
I have the type of body that can do that kind of transformation quickly and not everybody yeah. has that type of genetics. Right. Um, so that was really interesting. So I, I yeah. made this big tr change and kind of that was a big physical change that was a signpost of the huge internal change that I had made, you know, the six months previous of like releasing that belief and a whole bunch of other yeah. emotions using the kind of NLP processes. And so yeah. that was kind of very much this mental, emotional, physical change and mm. and it got me really like excited on mindset work and what was possible to create yeah. change for you know for human transformation and and so I started working in that in that field I apprenticed mm. under my coach and uh, worked with a couple of other people and just kind of got into it I was in my early 20s and being a life coach and yeah. you know one of those one of those things and yeah and then it kind of led me down this pathway and, and I've yeah. always been interested in the mystical and the magical and, you know, mm. books, books fall in crystal shops when I was a kid and books would fall out of the shelves to like land in my hands, wow. that kind of yeah. thing. Um, so I've always had that element of kind of being drawn to witchiness or, you know, yeah. wanting to be a, an archaeologist, an Egyptian uh, monuments yeah. and ru runes and you know I come from Celtic heritage and so you know the druids were always super interesting to me and so I've kind of always had that curiosity about the mystical um, and mindset work was a really great way to to kind of start to access that and mm. and again but it was kind of a little bit separate I was like this magical self kind of over yeah. in, in the side and then like had yes. my professional face but I've always yeah. used my intuition really strongly in my work. And, yeah. and so then yeah. uh, in the last, so earlier this year in February, um, I went and did Spiral mm. after, after meeting Dane a few mm. years before and then being in a business mastermind with Taki, um, with him. And, mm. and, yeah, we became good, good mates. And I knew like the minute that I spoke to him, I was like, oh, my God you know, all of these fabulous models yeah. of, you know, the, um, the chakra system and spiral dynamics and the yeah. levels of consciousness that David Hawkins talks about when yeah. he integrated that, he created something really special. Mm. And, and for mm. me, that was, that was another turning point just recently was going, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Like taking this next level of, um, of shifting from mindset work really, into an integrated level of soul work because in the past like five years or so I've worked mm. a lot with spiritual coaches and doing auric healing and DNA mm. repatterning and all of these kinds of like magical things wow. and I yeah. found that spiral yeah. was a really wonderful way to bring them all together and so I've found over this period of time mm. that as more and more of the personality baggage drops away then yeah. I've become more confident to show up as my authentic self regardless of mm. what people think of me. And when that yeah. started changing, then my soul, like that kind of soul wisdom was able to really drop down into my body and start to kind of show up in my everyday life and really guide mm. my guide my life, you know, like it always does, but, yes. but to really be aware of it and conscious of it. Uh, and so mm. now there's this, you know, really beautiful convergence of the mindset skills that you know I've trained in for years and 
um, and this mystical, magical stuff. And just the other day, um, just the other day, I was um, listening to uh, listening to a, a lecture on the history of shamanism and the awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and he said, this guy, the pro, uh, assistant professor of the University of Toronto in psychology, he said that you know, if imagine if you could take you know, a super rock star and a super therapist and a super artist and combine them all together. That's what a shaman was in, you know, in the ancient times and they didn't have medicine. Mm. And so a shaman was the the person that had the ability to think differently and stretch and and shift your consciousness. Mm. And then when you stretch and shift your consciousness, you can create neurophysical and biological changes to heal, yeah. to shift, to transform. And I was like, oh my God, a rock star and a therapist? Like, yeah, oh, that's like that's like me. <laughs> oh. <Yes. laughs> and so yeah. I really thought about that, you know, because I would have never specifically labeled myself as a shaman. Mm. But when he named it in that way, I was like, ooh, oh, okay, like that's kind of what I do. That's kind yeah. of what I do. And, yeah. uh, and kind of not, and I, I guess like from my heritage, I've come from a slightly different lineage, you know, not, not indoctrinated in the, you know, in the more traditional cultures of shamanism, but coming mm. from, a, from a cognitive, behavioural, psychology, mystical kind of remembrance yeah. um, yes. awakening. So that's been really mm. interesting. Mm, yeah, it would really be interesting. interesting. Yeah. If, for someone watching right now and they go, okay, they've got their, you know, their nine to five or their professional or let's yeah. say, you know, whatever it is, and then they've got this mysterious part of them as well. And whatever mm. that is, you know, yeah. how would... How do people begin that beautiful integration of, of both? What can they begin to do? Oh, beautiful. Mm. Well, it's, yeah, it's been a long journey for me. I feel like after kind of 15 years of working at it, it's like totally now locked into place of like mm. this full unity of myself. Yeah. Um, but it starts, it starts by honouring both sides yeah right and Mm. seeing that seeing that neither one is more important than the other neither one is more worthy than the other that both light the light side and the dark side are are equally important and relevant Mm. and critical to your happiness you know I think just even naming the like light and dark um you know, Dane might have covered it in a previous kind of in, in a previous interview with you, but you know, this sense of light being more the mental and you know, these mm. kind of top top half of yourself, mm. um, you know, more the cognitive, more the consciousness, and then the dark yeah. being more the the body, the emotional, the desires, the physical and the unconscious. And and I think there's a real issue in society with you know shaming the darkness and Mm. um and saying that the darkness is and our animal drives and um and our unconscious drives are not okay and they're not um they're not acceptable to show it's not acceptable to get too angry it's not acceptable to be too sexy you know it's it's not acceptable to to act in that way and 
Yeah. And I think there's an element of people feeling like they need to hide aspects mm. of themselves to be acceptable so that they don't get yeah. like kicked out of the tribe. Um, yes. So the yeah. first part, the first part to integration is really realizing that both, uh, that both aspects of yourself are important, worthy, yeah. valid, have yeah. merit and importance and that they are of equal importance. And yes. And when we integrate them, you know, when we bring them back in together, then they can inform one another in a way that allows yeah. us to live a more holistic, joyful, pleasurable, embodied yeah. life. You know, like when mm. I was back doing, when I was doing weight loss coaching, which I did for many years, Mindset for Weight Loss, mm. um, I found that so many of the women that I worked with would say things like, I just feel like I'm cut off at the neck. I'm just all head and, yeah. and so they're kind of living in these kind of jobs where they're like constantly on the computer all day, mental, mental, mental work, sitting down yeah. so the body's not getting any work. Mm. It's not, you know, mm. doing anything and they're, they're just like a head that's going around yes. and the body is just getting the, the head around. Yeah. And so the body then would, would require pleasure and mm. so when that requirement for pleasure was not being met by the mm. daily activities, uh, then that yeah. would come in in cravings, in, mm. you know, overeating, in, you know, those types of things so that, you know, so many women would say to me, oh, like chocolate is like my only friend. It's the only thing that I can rely on to mm. be there for me anytime I need it. And yeah. I like that would just make my heart cry, you know, yeah, because they're so <laughs> heartbreaking. Right? Yeah. It is heartbreaking and it's it's a sign that we're out of alignment and out of connection with ourselves first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. And then out of alignment and connection with others. Because when you're not in alignment with your true self, you can't show up fully. No. And so when you're keeping things hidden, yeah. And I had a huge real, like revelation and, and, you know, next step in integrity for me in my relationship just recently around this. Yeah. And so it's like it's an ongoing process, oh, you know. Absolutely. It's never so done. It's never done. But being able to show up fully with like warts and all, all the things that you've been kind of hiding and, and going, oh, they, they won't love me if I show up like yeah. this or they won't yeah. love me if I say that or they won't love me if... I say that I'm actually into this, you yeah. know, and, and when you keep yeah. those things hidden, you're not being true to yourself and you're not showing up fully to the other part, you know, the other party, whoever they, they are. And so you don't yeah. ever feel like you're fully loved no. because it's like, well, if I showed them that, they'd leave me. Yeah. So there's that kind of, you know, being out of alignment with yourself mm. and then, and then you don't ever feel like you're fully connected to others. And that mm. then relates to the, you know, back there was a study done a little while ago saying that the opposite of, it's kind of widely quoted in pop psychology, um, that the opposite of addiction is connection. And so when you're feeling connected and, and you know, happy in your life, then there's, there's no struggle for addiction. It's when you're feeling that lack of connection, that addiction mm. and, you know, addiction pathways start to, to come in and you start to get those cravings and start to isolate yourself. So 
it's just that separation that happens and it's really, yeah. it starts with stopping shaming ourselves for the things mm. like we're all human. Everyone has these kinds of deep, dark thoughts, you know, and, mm. and it's a part of our, it's a part of our animal nature. It's a part of the yeah. collective that we're all carrying. Gosh, yeah. I could talk for hours about it. <laughs> it is. It's just, it, there's so much shame. And I was having a conversation yeah. with, um, with someone yesterday about it, you know, who she has a sensuality store here in Melbourne. And, yeah. you know, she's, she was saying yesterday how, you know, she'll have women, you know, older women come in and look, you know, want something um, within mm. her store and she'll, and they'll pick it, something up, like it could be a vibrator, a dill, whatever yeah. it is, yeah. a toy of some kind, and they'll be shaking, like, in their hands, oh. like they're, they're petrified oh. to hold whatever that thing is in their hand. Yeah. So we're talking about this shame. But I just, there's that part of me that goes, it's so fucked up that yeah. we can find it in our hearts to feel compassion for someone who has an addiction or overeats or undereats mm. or whatever that mm. drugs, yeah. alcohol, whatever yeah. it is. Whatever it is. And then but just because like we want to belong. So this feeling of we desperately mm. want to connect and belong yeah. to our tribe, but yeah. yet we feel like we never fit in. And this is something that really right. resonates deeply for me. And mm. is, I'm glad that you brought it up because I've, I've been, you know, I wanted to ask you about it because it's that sense of belonging and being unafraid yeah. to be who you are and not wearing any masks. Like that is yeah. petrifying. But yeah. you seem to have a real... Um, I'm just trying to find, like, there's a circle of, 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 there's a posse of you, like a circle of your friends that yeah. you have, that you're all fierce, frigging strong women who are doing epic stuff, but you're a beautiful yeah. support to each other. And yeah. for me, who's someone who feels like they're kind of like, you know, I don't necessarily have one posse, but probably yeah. several. Um, yeah. You know, like, so yeah. I want to ask you about that because I feel like it goes back to that and perhaps it's that separation thing or that wanting to belong or whatever it is. But I yeah. would really like to speak to, for you to speak about your experience mm. with that and how mm. you hold your own soul in your sisterhood with people mm. who are just at the same place who get you, yeah. you know? Oh, so beautiful. And they, this too mm. has been such a journey for me. It's for so many years I felt, you know, I felt isolated. I felt like nobody got me, like I was the mm. odd one out, you know, that like I was yeah. the, you know, like I just kept my, I kept myself separate now that I realise, yeah. now that I kind of realise yeah. it. And, um, you know, even back in school there, you know, I was kind of, I guess, relatively popular and kind of included in yeah. things and, and, you know, had lots of friends, but I always 
and and I know it was me, I always kept myself at a distance and and kind of had these little walls around my heart and um, and it kind of stems back. I remember like all the way back when I was like 10 or 11, you know, having this real sense of being an alien that was dropped into, (laughs) that was dropped into a human body and was living on this weird as fuck planet. And, and I remember like, I, I grew up out in the country in New South Wales and we had horses and like 30 acres. Mm -hmm. And I would like go out onto the back paddock and lie on the grass and stare at the stars and be like, come and get me. Like you fuckers, how dare you leave me here? And, (laughs) And so I really, very strongly, you know, I mean, the X-Files was on around that time as well when I was growing up and so I was yes, like mad about too, aliens, yeah. <laughs> mad about aliens and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, there was, there was that, but, but I've always had that sense of like being a little bit alien and mm. um, in the, in the very kind of, true sense of the word of just being different from other people and not being from the same place. And as I get to know myself more and kind of understand more deeply about my soul mission, that's absolutely true. So, so it kind of, it is, uh, and, and that, that feeling was, was true and authentic. And, and I think there are people, there are souls that, that have come here to this planet to support in the raising of consciousness, to support yeah. in the shift that the planetary shift that we're going through and that those people, because they're used to living, you know, their soul is kind of used to living in other star systems where, um, you know, maybe there is a different level of consciousness that is, that is running in the collective field, mm. then it, it, did, it did feel very jarring for a lot of us and, yeah. and that was why... Now, but now, like being dropped off in the 80s or the late mm. 70s, now we're mm. adults mm. and we've done our training and yeah. we're able to now activate at the right time to, to actually yeah. make the difference that we're meant to make. And, yeah. and so a lot of that has been about activating, um, you know, activating my own soul remembrance and, and going to lots of different things so that I meet my soul family. and. Yeah. You know, a lot of people I've met online as well, like Facebook has been incredible and social media has been incredible for meeting people based on frequency. And I think before mm. the internet, before the internet, we, would, we were split up in tribes based on our geography. So yeah. if you weren't in the school with someone that, you know, was yes. like you or you weren't in the area or the country of someone that was like you, then you would have no way of really connecting. But now we can connect based on frequency and and interest. And so there's been a lot of shift that's happened around that, that now I've, you know, met a lot of people. I was just a mad, I I still am, a mad course junkie and learning. Um, You know, I guess my addiction is learning and, and have been a wisdom seeker for a really long time. And so a lot of my kind of initial connections with people was, um, was through like retreats and trainings and certifications and kind of learning things together. And a few people I collected, collected in my set, yeah. 
my, yeah. my soul set yes. um, in the early days uh, because yeah. we had that kind of resonance. But as yeah. I've gotten more deeply into my own soul work, then mm. it's like meeting people at a, at a retreat or at a training is like, oh, like instant soul recognition, yeah. like, oh, you're one of my people. And, yeah. and as I kind of study more in various um, various methodologies and processes and things, then it's, it becomes, it's become clear to me that, that those people that I resonate with are kind of a part of my fractal lineage. Mm. You know, they're a part of my, they're a part of my tribe and, mm. and more of us are being drawn in together, yes. right? Like we're talking yeah. now. So it's, you yeah. know, people are starting to come in and come in mm. <laughs> and we're all, we're all joining up in different ways. And, um, and it's interesting because I, I remember so keenly the pain of feeling that isolation. Um, I tend to be a bit of a like light bridge builder now. So I'm like, oh, you need to meet this person and you'll be really good. Yeah. And I like make introductions all the time. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely been a, a long journey and mm. And I think the the deeper I drop into my own soul remembrance, it's like there's just there's just those connections that come really quickly. And I think also when you when you travel and go deep in vulnerability with someone, like in a retreat or through a mm. process, or you you're inside this kind of transformational container and you have a shared experience that is really yeah vulnerable and beautiful and you're just showing up as your true self that the emotional bond and Mm. the rapport that's built in those moments even though they might be quite short in time they can be so intense that you know someone you've known for a week can feel more like they know you than someone who's known you for 30 years very so that's another that's another part of it but I guess there's Mm. you know it's also just you said about showing up in your soul when everybody else is powerful too. And I think it's, Mm. you know, seeing for that, like not getting jealous of other people and like really Mm. celebrating their rise and wanting everybody to shine is a really deep uh, sense of the paradigm of abundance that, you Mm. know, there's not a limited amount of shine to go around. (laughs) There's, There's not a, you know, that everyone can shine and like, we want to light up everybody. So everybody's shining and doing what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. um, So that's the kind of, that's the kind of mindset that we're, that we're coming from, you know, is just that celebrating each other. And, and also, I guess all of the people that I, you know, that are kind of in my posse, I guess, online or that are good Mm. friends. And um, we all are committed to continual growth and are all committed to self-responsibility and committed to owning our triggers. So, you know, that bitchy, that bitchiness that happens where women are in scarcity and they're like backstabbing Mm. each other and fighting over guys or fighting over this or fighting (laughs) over to get the top dog alpha bullshit place, then they're, you know, people that are in that kind of paradigm, um, you know, they're not necessarily all operating from those same ground rules. So the people that no. kind of tend to, that, that I choose to hang out with are people that own their stuff, 
that do the work, mm. whatever that is, through whatever methodology mm. they choose and, and are showing yeah. up and living their creative lives, you know. So yeah. that's, I think that's critical. That's the critical piece because mm. then you're not projecting your own stuff onto others without awareness and going, oh, Renee, what a bitch. Like how dare yeah. she show up like that? It's like, oh. yes. <laughs> if I recognise something in that, then that's work yeah. for me to do and then I yeah. can show up and celebrate you in your shine and and mm. it's it's clean you know it's clean yeah. relating yeah absolutely <sighs> if someone so was good. feeling it is so good and so yeah. for someone who is feeling really isolated and they're oh. doing the work oh. um what would you say to them yeah. to make them begin? Because there was some, I can't remember the exact words that you said a little bit earlier, but you recognised that within yourself, you know, yeah. and then you changed that within yourself. So, you know, as within, so without, so to speak. So then all yeah. of these amazing people started yeah. to show up. What can people yeah. begin to do for that to unfold for them? Oh, so beautiful. What a beautiful question. Um, yeah, it's it starts with realizing that you're worthy of having mm. realizing that you're worthy of having that support and that sisterhood or brotherhood, that soul support, mm -hmm. you're worthy of it. Yeah. Um and that you're not al you're not alone. You know, you're not alone that that if you feel like that, chances are you're one of the people that's come to be a way shower, right? The reason yeah. that you don't feel connected with the kind of the regular everyday you know get up go to work come back you know watch the footy drink beer go to sleep <laughs> start all over again yeah. you know if you don't feel resonant with that kind of um, way of life then mm. chances are you've come to show a different way of life mm. and 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 create new paradigms and so that takes a lot of courage and mm courage to go against the grain and so to realize and recognize that the isolation period or the isolation phase of your kind of soul growth mm. is what's developing your soul stamina mm. you know to, to recognize that that's a part of your training yeah. to develop your soul stamina to stay mm. strong to know mm. what's your truth uh, so that when you get to the point of, you know, having to be tested that or stand for what you, you know, stand for what's important to you, then you have the stamina to go, you know what, I don't need to be accepted by this group. No. I don't need to be a part of this group yes. because I'm here to bring in some new information. I'm here to yeah. show a new way. Mm -hmm. and, and so, of course, there are going to be people that are going to get pissed mm. off by that and it's going mm. to get challenged, that are going to get challenged by that. So I, I think the first part is not demonising or rejecting that phase of your journey. Yes, yeah. Uh, and seeing the benefits in that, isol like the, the parts where you're isolated yeah. or feeling isolated and then making a decision to go, you know what, I'm going to choose to call in my soul sisters, I'm going to make a choice to call in my soul brothers to connect with like-minded people. Um, and so that's, that starts with an, a decision. Mm. Um, and then the next thing is to show up in a different yeah. way, like to, you know, it starts within, but yeah. then it moves into an action. So then it's showing up in a new way. So maybe yeah. that means that 
you go to different things that you wouldn't have otherwise gone to. You know, you feel isolated because you're probably not necessarily getting out there or if you're getting out there, you're not fully showing up. Yeah. Like I remember when I first when I first started like my kind of nightclub singing gigs and mm. and I answered this ad for like singing I I sang at a night a night called Sister at Hugo's Lounge in the city before it was yeah. shut down when it was when it was the cool place to be back in the yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I answered this ad to to come and do you know improv singing on like a Wednesday night, you know, bar night or something. And I was terrified and I was like, okay, well, you've got two choices. You can, you know, you can either stay at home and miss this opportunity or just go and show up and maybe, you know, you might feel a bit uncomfortable for a little bit, but you'll have more of a chance of moving towards what you want. And so I think what has been a, you know, a really useful um, strategy that I've employed in, I can track it back in many areas of my life where I've gone, mm. you know what, you can do the comfortable thing yeah. <laughs> or you can do the uncomfortable moving towards what you want thing. Yeah. And in 99% of cases, that's what I've chosen is the uncomfortable moving towards what you want thing. Yeah. And, and so it's, you know, if you're feeling isolated, get out there. Like there are now, it's so easy now to find mm. events in your local area by people that are, you know, like it shows up in an events list in on your Facebook feed, you know, yeah. go and show up. And, and if you kind of have a bit of social anxiety and um, one of my clients that I'm coaching right now has a bit of social anxiety and mm. it's that, um, that kind of tip that I, that I always give because, you know, for so many years, like walking around nightclubs singing, mm. uh, I would see people, you know, by themselves, not talking to anyone. And mm. so, you know, I, I said to my daughter when she started um, primary school, I said, okay, so if you ever feel, you know, like she's super confident, so it wasn't really an issue, but, <laughs> but I was like, if you ever feel like you, you know, sad or you're not connecting with someone just look around and see who else is by themselves mm. and go and like just go and stand next to them and say hi you know hi yeah. I'm Ruby or you know hi and yeah. say your name and it's it's challenging when you feel isolated to go and try and insert yourself into a group because mm. there's so many there's so much energetically happening yeah. and that group oh, already has rapport right. and and yeah. you feel kind of weird about it but yeah. if you go and stand next to someone who's also standing by themselves, then mm. you can be the one that initiates a conversation and just connect yeah. heart to heart with that person. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. I, you know, my name's blah, blah. I, what are you mm. here for? And just start that conversation. And, you know, it really just starts with showing up. And, mm. and the more you get better at it, <laughs> you get better yeah. at it the more you do it. And it becomes easier and then you get to know more people and then you start to build your connections. And the other thing that's really great is, is to go and, you know, to join some kind of, um, to join some kind of retreat or training or container mm. of some kind where you can, you know, a weekend workshop or a week long yeah. retreat or something. Cause when you go really deep with people, you know, everyone comes and barely anyone knows anybody, but 
you know, yeah. by the end of that container, you're all, you all know each other really well. So that's yeah. a, another really good way to kind of fast track feeling yeah. a part of the community. Mm, yeah, it is. I absolutely agree. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. It's, um, yeah. I think it's something that so many people feel, especially in our industry, but yeah. people are really unafraid to admit it, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel like what you just shared, I think really will help so many people. And I think it's I important. I agree. Like it's, it's so important. It's, it's so, so important. important. And you've just given really beautiful advice, you know, and mm. action and direction for people to take. So thank yeah. you for that. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about um, there were two things that I actually wanted to that came up when you were speaking then. Um, I just want to feel which one kind of wants to come up first. <sighs> Is with that integration of mm-hmm. um, of the dark and mysterious and into your profession and you were talking about how shamans, you know, are so outside of the square and they're not labelled mm. into one thing. And mm. I feel like, you know, you know, I've been, you know, doing what I've been doing, you know, for... 14, 15 years now. Yeah. And so, and, you know, it's, you know, in the beginning in the business world, it's, you know, it's your niche and you do this and, you know, all of these hard and fast, you know, rules that, you know, that we have. And now all of a sudden I got to a point where I felt really limited and constricted and almost Mm. suffocated by the business Mm. models and mm. that's why I'm really drawn, drawn to people like yourself that yeah. are breaking all the rules and really discovering <laughs> this way to do it in a way that just fucking feels good, you know, yeah. from this quantum beautiful realm that is yeah. this pure integration. And so my question to you is, is like how do we begin to unpack that and, you know, just mm. allow ourselves to just zoom out for a second just to see, you know, I call it, you know, full-bodied permission and integration to mm. step into our Ooh. multidimensional self. That's what's, Ooh. yeah, like that's, it's <laughs> okay. my juices going at the moment as well and that's something, my own little affirmation yeah. that, you know, I kind yeah. of say to myself several times a day. Um mm. So there's kind of two sides to that question, I guess. There's that, that unfolding. But there's also the question around, like, how did we get so fixated and stuck on labels, you know? Mm. How can we begin to just dismantle and shatter these labels and begin to Mm. just remember the shaman within Mm. us that, is mm. able to be the rock star and mm. be the medical intuitive or whatever that yeah. combination kind yeah. of looks like. Yeah. Um, what does that look like, you know, to you? Oh, so beautiful. What a great question. Mm. So there's a, there's a model that, that I was taught when I first 
um, when I first learned NLP, it's a really fabulous model called the neurological levels. And it comes from um, this guy, Robert Diltz created it. And, and when I was first taught it, then it, it was just a, it was a pyramid. And, and so it starts with, you know, uh, purpose and then goes down to identity uh, and then to beliefs and values and capabilities and environment and behavior and then environment. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about, um, you know, the, the professional versus the mystical or the shaman, they're living at the identity level mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. self. And so, yeah. you know, it's your self identity, what you believe you are. And mm. so it's a mind construct that you have, that your kind of conscious, egoic, you know, language speaking mind has come up with that said, oh, I am this thing and I'm not that thing. And it's, it's a way that we, uh, it's a way that we use our mind to individuate, to become, you know, unique individuals and, and have a sense of self versus other which, yeah. you know, babies don't have, you know, when they're very yeah. young, they, they believe they're the same as their mother or they, you know, they, they're just yes. kind of in the oneness. And so yeah. there's that, like having that mm. sense of your identity. And mm. uh, one of my teachers, Yvonne, she, she taught this beautiful, beautiful little phrase that, that is so true. And she said that the, uh, the identity that you wear unconsciously, the archetype or the identity that you wear unconsciously is in your shadow. And so a lot of times we can be living unconsciously through an identity that we don't realise that we're living through. And mm -hmm. so the first piece of that, of unwinding, like what are the mm -hmm. identities that I am, is to start mm -hmm. to recognise the identities that you're that you're living in. And mm. I like to think of them, you know, your archetypes as like vehicles. And mm. so they're a vehicle of your particular experience, you know, okay, now I'm getting in the mum vehicle and I'm going to be a mum and I'm going to do mum things. Yeah. And it's different when I get out of the mum vehicle and I get into mm. the coach or the trainer or the shaman yes. or the priestess yeah. or the lover or the wife or the friend yeah. or you know all of those and so like kind of knowing I kind of think of my archetypes like I've got this like garage of all of these sweet cars that I can mm. play in and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just like it's like oh I've got this one or this one or this one and so yeah. it's realizing that you are not any of those identities. So the, mm. the you, the consciousness, the awareness that is you mm. can get into any of those identities and can make up a billion more, right? Yeah. With your awareness, yeah. you can just like make up a billion more identities that you can step into mm. to live out mm. a particular experience that you want to experience. Yeah. But in order to get out, to kind of get into a new identity, you need to be mm. able to get out of the, the identities that you've been wearing unconsciously. And I think a lot of people mm. mix up their, they mix up their identities. They muddy themselves up. And I did a video about this ages ago about mum guilt. And it's like when you are, you know, mum guilt is the ultimate example of muddying up your identities. When you drop your yeah. kid off at daycare and 
you've passed over the responsibility of looking after that child Mm. to the daycare workers. And, you know, when you're in your mum role, then you go, okay, I want to make sure that I have a safe daycare, that the teachers are nice, that he's good, that he or she is going to be safe. Mm. And so you check that the responsibility is met, but then so many women don't leave the mum archetype at the door. So they come home, they get back in the car and they're like racking themselves with guilt because they're not with their child. And so they haven't cleanly exited that archetype when they're now, they now no longer, they're not a mother, right? In that moment, you know, obviously you're always a mother if you're a mother, but it's the clean exit of going, okay, so now I need to shift into a businesswoman or a friend or a yogi if I'm going off to my yoga class or, you know, whatever it is, it's being able to cleanly step in and out of archetypes. And that I think is really, it's a really critical skill that we're not taught and it Mm -hmm. it leads to all these uh, muddying up of behaviours because we're running the wrong archetype for that particular situation. Yeah. And yeah. codependent relationships, you know, like totally. Really, and it's, totally. it's not sustainable. You know, that's my, you know, experience with it is absolutely. I just want to, yeah. um, I'm kind of mindful of the time, but I just feel like I could talk, we could chat for ages. We could. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about, I really loved how, you know, you spoke about, I, I love archetypes. Like archetypes oh, are my mad jam. Like me too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love them. <laughs> me too. It's like, it, I love how Caroline talks, Caroline Mace talks about yeah. archetypes are, you know, how we navigate in the underworld, in the unconscious. Yeah. And I love yeah. that. It's like, that's how we can get through the collective soup yeah. is by using these, by using these things. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And that's, yeah, I, I love her work. It is really, yeah. yes, beautiful. So um, it is so powerful. And mm. so when you're talking about the cars and you get into the vehicle and everything else and, um, I'm curious about, you spoke about, so we step into this car and you step out and then you spoke about this place up here and I'm curious about this place up here and for those of you who aren't watching, it's Kylie kind of put her hands up above her head so it was like she's stepping out and up. Um, I'm curious about accessing so you're not, the archetypes and stepping yeah. in and out of the archetypes and that's not who yeah. you are. So then if you're none of those things, who are you? <laughs> what is that place up there? Oh, shit. <laughs> I just dropped the phone. In that's okay. Whoops. In your excitement. Beautiful. Back. You're back, you're back, you're back. So fun. Ooh. Who am I? Okay, so... <laughs> Well, that's a good question, isn't it? It's like mm. my my perception of it is I think that when we step out of as much as we can, you know, while we're inside yeah. a human body, yes. it's challenging to fully step out of like the archetype of being human. Mm. I think there's a lot of value in that of um, yes. of like being a human being and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that type of thing. But 
as much as you're able to, depending on where you're at in your journey, it's kind of that is um, either your meta, your meta state, like the, yeah. the awareness of the awareness um, yeah. and, and the kind of deeper you can go into that, whether through meditation or, um, or just, or hypnosis or, you know, your own trance work, breath work, mm. you know, various um, mind altering substances will also give you this kind of experience, but this sense of being outside of yourself and it's mm. really dropping into the witness self. And for me, I, I kind of, you know, gestured up here. It's like crown chakra, mm. seven, mm. seven, eight, you know, nine yes. up all the way, yes. all the way up. And so yes. I kind of have this sense of my, uh, my causal self or my soul self, mm. my oversoul self, mm. my, you know, these higher levels of consciousness that are operating at higher frequencies. And so I kind of drop back into that. Yes. Um, and, and from there I can access my higher soul purpose and, and then from that place can choose, well, what's the right vehicle to operate in now? So it's... Yeah. It's like stepping back up into my higher self um, mm. and then bringing all of that down into the body, into mm. whatever archetype is most appropriate for that time. Mm. So, you know, the Joe Dispenza meditations that, that are quite popular mm. at the moment are, are mm. a really great way to start to access that state. Yeah. I've recorded a bunch of meditations myself that, mm. you know, that help people to, to drop into that kind of sense of, of oneness, of unity, mm. of, you know, being of, you know, a being of light or, yeah. you know, a being of, of the void, um, mm. you know, depending on what's your jam or where, where you want to take it that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's I actually did your, um, I did your Amazon meditation, the one oh, that you did, did with you? Mia. Yeah. And yeah. Um, cool. Cause when she was on the show, it's, we were talking about it and she's like, I really want to do this. I'm like, please do it. Please do it. And, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, and I did it and it was absolutely beautiful. Like oh, I love thanks. it. It was really yeah. just a, a really a beautiful experience and Thank I'll put you. the link to it in um or maybe you'll be, yeah. might be able to fetch yeah, it and put, put the, it in. I can put yeah, the link. I can put the link in. That was an interesting one because it's mm. it was a that was a part of my integration as well. Was yes. like integrating the kind of I've done heaps of hypnosis yeah. tracks, but including some singing and including you know the you know binaural beats and all of those mm. all of the aspects and then kind of quantum healing embedded yeah. codes in there as well so there was like all of these different threads mm. that that I got to bring together so I'm excited to create more of those and mm. you know get more refined as I go along so yeah, yeah. it was um, it was it is so exciting and you know yeah. I um you know you've been putting you know I think you know you have this um uh, this calling at the moment, you know, about, you know, the integration and the fusion of, mm. you know, performing in the arts and, yeah. um, you know, and creativity and expansion and yeah. what that looks like, you know, yeah. kind of within how we serve as well. Exactly. I, I believe that, you know, is that art is the way forward. And, it is. you know, how we teach and how we share 
and how we connect and how we expand will absolutely be in that realm and it's beautiful to watch you at the forefront of that and um, thank you you know there's not there's not a lot of people who are actually taking the action towards the unfolding so yeah um, thank you I appreciate that I really congratulate you on that it's tricky at at certain points you're like oh where to from here (laughs) where to from here there's no kind of path laid out before me it's like kind of like in uh Indiana Jones where he's got to step across that cliff and yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're going to go into the thing but oh the path is there so it's kind of stepping into yes. the unknown one one bit at a time but mm. you know I, I agree it's you know and the more that I the more that I integrate deeper and deeper I, I really see that each and every one of us has codes and has a transmission that as we embody it more and more and more then yeah any vehicle it's like that transmission just needs to come across to someone else on a vehicle and so whether that vehicle is this this video transmission or a book or a piece of art or a retreat or an event like there are many different vehicles that can contain the essence of that transmission of that person and absolutely and so the more beautiful and enjoyable we can make that transmission mm-hmm. why not <laughs> right exactly. the more it's filled with yes. love and filled with yes. joy the more yes. it embodies it embodies that and it transmits mm. that so and that's right yeah, I'm and excited I, to keep I working think, um, it's all uh, it's yes and I can you should be because it's really incredible <laughs> um, and I like I find that that what you said there is it helps us embody it and for me, totally. that's the most important element to any of this is all of this can happen up here and we can access yeah. all of this information. Yeah. But yeah. unless we embody it, it all means jack, like it means nothing. Yeah. So, and I, I think that, that when we tap into that creativity, yeah. that's the embodiment. A hundred percent, a hundred. The bringing, it's the bringing it down, like actually birthing yes. it into the world from an idea yes. to come down through the steps. And it gets, yes. you know, it can get a bit sticky at the lower yes. levels. It's nice to dream <laughs> about, oh, I could do this possibility here or this. Or yes. This. It's just an idea. It's instant. But as it yes. comes down the channel, you yes. get, you know, it, things are denser. It takes more time. You've got to get you know, pieces in place and make things and it takes effort. And, and I think that's where hustle needs to be reframed. It's that, you know, for spiritual people that kind of go, Oh, I just need to like flow and constantly be, you know, in ease and grace. And that's, you can. And there's also a time where, you know, making, you know, like having a baby, there's a time where you've got yes. to like put some effort into it. You've got to put some effort in and, <laughs> you know, you've got to breathe it and you've got to push right. as well. Like, you, you know, yes. you can't avoid the contractions, you know. Exactly. You can't avoid all of those things. Like the pain is inevitable. And then you birth, yeah. birth the thing and then you have to raise the fucking thing, it's which is a whole other beautiful. world. <laughs> it's a whole other world. It's a whole other world in itself. But, like, what a miracle. What a yes. miracle that is to create life and to have, you know, to be a stargate yes. for, yeah. you know, from other dimensions into this one. It's 
beautiful. Yes. And, and that goes not just for children but for ideas, yes. for businesses, for books, exactly. for yes. anything that comes through anything. your body that you've created. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That, you know, that perseverance and that, you know, yeah, it is. The, gr- it is the grit having, to kind yeah, of get it through. The grit. I, yeah, exactly. Grace yeah. and grit. Mm, beautiful. Grace and grit. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got to wrap it up. I've got, a, I've got yes. another call I've got to get to. Yes. But it's been absolutely a joy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show, Kylie. I really, really appreciate it. And um yeah, it was yeah, it was great to have you on the show. So thank you so much Yay. for being here. And thank you Thanks for so everything that you're doing moving forward. Oh, so thank you. It was lovely. Thank, thank you. you. I'll keep you guys I'll in t- the loop. Yes, yes, please do. Thank <laughs> Got you. Some good and good things brewing. Yeah. You do, you do. And I will I um yeah, so please keep me informed so I can keep I everybody um on the show and a part of the community informed as well. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Paul. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank Bye, you. Guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this epic conversation. I am Renee Main, and I am over and out for now. However, we can continue this conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.